young and prune welcome to old and dusty i'm anthony i'm ashley and it's been a hell of a long time y'all it's been a hell of a long time today is uh june 27th 2022 um and uh, i honestly don't remember the last time we recorded uh we had said the last time we recorded we said it would be every two weeks and that was the plan but i started a job in addition to my phd program back in april and then hoes been depressed. Uh, other hoes have been manic. Um, you know, we've been we've been feeling all the things. We have been feeling all the things between the two of us because that's mental illness, love. Um, so that's yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Honestly, um, Anthony has been having hard times, you know, with the job and depression, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of it is me mainly because I've had a lot of really bad medication changes, medication mistakes. I was supposed to be giving certain pills and I was given a different pill. Mm -hmm. uh, and recovering from that has been god awful. Um, so I would just like to say that if you want to blame somebody for these late episodes, <laughs> blame my doctor. Her name is Dr. Duncan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There was one episode where I had mentioned, I was like, yeah, if you're listening, make sure you like double check your your uh, your drugs for interactions, you know, and Ashley's had some of that happen where her doctor didn't do it. Um, and you would think that a motherfucking psychiatrist would uh, know to at least do that. Right. But anyways, um, we're back. Yeah, uh, we're, we're back. We're back. I'm resisting the urge to give an example of the ridiculous shit that happened you can if you want um, well okay just here's a short one um i take this drug seroquel to help me sleep it's a mood stabilizer obvious uh, uh, not obviously also <laughs> <laughs> all the girlies know oh <laughs> uh, they know they know they know what that seroquel is um but uh you can also use it uh to help you sleep so that's what I've used it for. That's what I've used it for since the first time I was hospitalized. I've always used just regular ass Seroquel. And my doctor decided to give me uh, extended release, mm -hmm. which means, as I'm sure you can guess, that it uh, goes into your system. It metabolizes much slower mm -hmm. over, you know, the period of, let's say, like 12 or 24 hours or whatever, right? Um, which is a huge difference from the regular shit, which just kicks in immediately which automatically just makes you go to sleep as opposed to it being gradually, you know, um, metabolized. And as I'm sure you can guess, I couldn't sleep for days yeah. because uh, the shit wasn't putting me to sleep. And I had never been on uh, extended release before. One of my other medications, uh, lithium, is extended release. Um, and the only reason why I knew that is like one time, like years ago, a doctor asked me that, but it has never like been something that I've like paid attention to. Like, I didn't yeah. even know they did Seroquel extended release. Right. So, <laughs> so I didn't sleep for like three days, three, yeah. four days. Uh, it was awful. It was awful. It was awful. And I was the one who figured it out. 
It wasn't my mm-hmm. doctor. I was the one who was like, wait, 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 this isn't right. Okay. Um, so, and I mean, that, that was one issue. And I mean, to fix that, let's, you know, that was like a good, let's say couple weeks, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and actually, you know, let's be fair. Okay, maybe a week and a half, right? So like three or four days of me not sleeping at all. But prior yeah. to that, me having bad sleep, right? But not really yeah. recognizing it. And then figuring out the mistake and then getting back to normal, which yes, of course, he immediately puts me back to sleep, but I'm catching up on sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm also dealing with the side effects of sleep deprivation, um, you know, including being fucking depressed because I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And I apologize to our two listeners, me and Anthony, um, <laughs> for the delay. Listen, but I we think, don't. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I explicitly didn't apologize because ultimately, I think you and I were texting about this and ultimately our, our, we, our mental health comes first, right? And so one thing we did say is like, if it's not fun, we won't do it. But also if it's a stressor, right? Like at a certain point, neither me nor you had like even talked about it because it was like, you were going through, through some shit. It was clear. I was like overworking and exhausted. Um, and so like, it, we just both didn't talk about it. And uh, like maybe a week ago or something, you're like, hey, Anna, we have a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yes, we do. <laughs> Um, the reason why I noticed is uh, because I, uh, I'll admit it, I'm subscribed to Old and Dusty on one of my yes. podcast platforms. As all listeners should be. Uh, mainly because I wanted to hear like what it sounds like uh, when yeah. you download it, uh, yeah. as opposed to like when I edit. And it's exactly the same as it should be. But yeah. I was just curious. Uh, so yeah, I was looking at it uh, and I was just scrolling because I think I was going to add a new podcast and it said, Old and dusty. And I said, Oh, that's my podcast. You <laughs> <laughs> said, Oh, 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 that's me. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, I love that. I love that. Um, yes, we're back. Um, yeah, we're we're back. And this time we watched, I don't even know what number to call this because I don't remember what it was. Um, we watched Recess uh, and we watched season one, episode 26, according to IMDb, I believe. And then it was season one, episode, I think 12, according to um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. But either way, it, the episode, if anyone wants to watch it, is The Voice slash Kids in the Mist. Um, although I think the title is actually the opposite the episode that you see first is the voice and then you see kids in the mist. Um, so I'll do a little spiel. Um, and then uh, I have two things actually, actually I'll do a little spiel and then uh, Disney plus had a thing and you, cause you didn't watch it on Disney plus, right? Yeah. So I'll, I have a very curious thing to tell you. No, I, I did watch it on Disney plus. I just didn't look up the, I looked up the episode on IMDb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, did you get that message at the beginning? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was going to read that and then we could talk about it. So um, just real quick, we have recess, six brave, brave, um, six brave fourth graders at third street school, make it their mission to protect the other kids on the playground. Despite the rule of King Bob and his minions who enforces unwritten laws, TJ, Ashley, Vince, 
Gus, Gretchen, and Mikey seek a rational balance between conformity and individuality. Um, this was grabbed from Google, uh, which I think grabbed it from IMDb. And uh, so Recess, depending on who you ask, ran for six seasons or for three. It's six on IMDb. It's three on Disney+. Plus. I don't know. They just be condensed and shit. It's weird. Um, it ran for 65 episodes, 127 segments. Um, and it ran from 1997 to 2001. But it aired in syndication. It's so wild to like read these things because it aired in syndication until 10 years after that. So it was up until 2020, or excuse me, 20. 2011 um it was airing you know like on first it was like disney something and then disney xd or whatever um so it's always a trip to think about the shows that we watched right like as they came out usually um but maybe we watched it syndication i don't quite remember but to see that it aired that long i remember we were talking about fairly odd parents and it was like oh shit this ran into like 2012 or something you know yeah, um that was crazy but like it wasn't even reruns it kept Going. It kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a trip. Um, so that was the, the opening, um, just like the regular background about recess. Um, and then, yeah, the disclaimer. So I just want to read this really quick because this is the first time I've seen this. Um, I've never seen I, it either. Yeah. I grabbed it from online. Um, so it, I don't know if this is the exact one because on their website, it says that like there's variations of this depending on what you watch. Oh. Um, yeah, so it was a black screen and it had white text and it said, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. To learn more about how stories have impacted society, please visit www.disney.com slash stories matter. Um, why she, she turn into an <laughs> auto commercial? <laughs> <laughs> because I was like I was like not gonna read it because I was like I'm not trying to advertise for Disney but like very few people listen and they know it's in the context of this you know so it just like I just felt <laughs> I was like I'm not just gonna read it you know I was like we're gonna make it it's like when you know your your favorite podcast you know you know they're going into an ad and whether in in your case I think you listen to a lot of them in my case I'm like skip if I if I have it near me I'm like skip I don't want to hear this and so yeah it's just the um, same ad over and over again recorded ad over and over again I won't listen to them yeah yeah so this was really interesting to me because when I well Oh, let me stop. What did you think when you like saw this? I had two thoughts. One, I thought, wow, what a great get out of jail card for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was my first thought. Yeah. But then my second thought was, I mean, well, I guess they had to do something because this is a show that I remember fondly and I want to watch. And I'd be yeah. bummed if it got taken down because of certain aspects of it. Yeah. You no, know, it's not like, you know, it's not like a show that's built off of like what horrible, horrible stereotype. I mean, it's obviously yeah. within the different episodes, they're going to, you know, uh, touch on different things. Yeah. yeah. So I do appreciate being able to have the option to watch these things. Yeah. And it's nice that they do acknowledge it, but God damn, you just said, all right, how can we make this work? We need to... We need to make sure those the liberals are happy. Mm -hmm. Social justice warriors, they need to be happy. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And uh, you know what? The alt right, we just we just want to make sure that we kind of acknowledge that we're mm-hmm. just doing this to, to for them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then that's it. That's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to make money. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I so I do like consulting work sometimes, and usually like small things. And one of the one of the things I often one of the pieces of advice, free advice, is as I say to acknowledge whatever the harm was. Like that's the first step because when you act like it doesn't exist, it's fucked up. Now you can go and should go much further than acknowledging it, right? And and I'm not gonna, we're not gonna workshop this for Disney, but um, <laughs> I, I was, you know, <laughs> you gotta pay us for that. Um, I was impressed that they even had this, right? And then when you go to the website, you see things like Aristocats, which are like, it's super racist, super orientalist, like, like at one point oh yeah bad. you're right you know yeah. there's there's a lot of they give you examples of like some of the worst ones they have um but i'm glad that it was included on on this show um because at one point in what and i think the the second episode i was actually really bothered by something that happened we'll talk about it later but um i was i was impressed that they had it because disney is very good at um Disney has a brand and even as racist as Disney has always been, right? From its origins, like really, like not just, oh, oh, they they called everyone niggers, like everyone called everyone niggers. Like, no, they went out of their way to call us niggers. You know what I mean? Like they, like Disney, Disney was like, no, I'm gonna find you and slap you. Not just like, <laughs> oh, you walked across me and oops, I, I backhanded you. Like, no, no, I'm gonna so find- they knocked on your door. Yeah. And then they say, I'm going to slap you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so I was impressed that they, you know, that they did this and I, I'm communications is always so interesting to me. So the fact that they did this in two, two paragraphs, you know, and then the last like paragraph is to learn more or whatever was so I was curious. I was like, how many times did they workshop this? Who did they bring in? Right. Cause like, you know, people are going to talk about it. Right. Like, as you said, across the political spectrum where some people are going to be like all these fucking snowflakes. And then other people are going to be like, yo, this is some racist ass shit. You need to do something about it. So seeing how they phrased it, as you said, in a way that like placate some, right. And, and because it's not super strong language, um, the people who would be like, oh, I'm not going to, what happened? Some, oh, Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick had like a, a Nike endorsement deal and then like racists were like burning their Nikes or whatever, which didn't- Like what is wrong with like, you? Girl, you're paid for it. You already paid for it. Often <laughs> these shoes are like rubber and other things. You're gonna get like, you don't want that in your lungs, right? It doesn't make any sense. But I think in, in the way that they wrote it, they can get across the political spectrum. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, you know, the, these stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now, you know, because they had to think about it. They had to like, how are you going to word this? How are you going to talk about it? Um, and they also had depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. Like, so they tried to capture as many things as they could, you In know. just a few sentences, yeah. And it's pretty, you know, they did a pretty good job. Um, yeah, I was, imp- I was definitely impressed by it. Um, I will say that. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was more so that a corporation was actually doing that than the mm-hmm. fact that the words that actually were said in it yeah um yeah. like when it popped up i was like oh that's cool mm-hmm. um yeah yeah I, I i saw it and it was kind of really quick and so the only reason i like have analyzed it this much is because i pulled it up so we could read it um but in that last line learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together i'm like girl shut 
the fuck up. <laughs> they always want to learn from me. You know what I mean? Somebody's lynched. Let's learn from it. Spark conversation. Like, girl, <laughs> like, no. Let's talk about it. Like, we're listening. We hear you. Um, so yeah, that was, that, that's my, that's my opening bit. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to frame resource with, recess with before we get into the actual opening of the episode and of the show. Um, well, you know, I was trying to think, like, I remember watching the show, mm -hmm. uh, but I, it's a Disney show. Mm -hmm. We didn't have Disney Channel, but I distinctly remember watching this show uh, consistently for a little bit when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was wondering if maybe it was on um, WB, because that mm. got a lot of shows that were like Disney shows on there. Yeah. Because um, I remember I used to watch... Uh, Oh, no, no, that was WB. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it had some uh, shows on there that were that were from, from Disney Channel or, or for something else. Because we, because I remember as a kid, I didn't like Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. um, like the, the few times that we actually had it, I remember not liking a lot of the shows. Um, yeah. might have been when I was older when you know it was like a lot of Hannah Montana and uh what mm. was the other one uh the witch the witch one oh Waverly something uh, yeah the yeah witches the some the wizards of Waverly Place yes that's exactly yeah. what it was although Halloween Town is badass that is a Disney one isn't it that is Disney. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Disney. That was that era of Disney Channel original movies was was good. I was thinking when I sent you the Zoom link, I was thinking Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. And it's like from Xenon something. It was like Raven was in it. Um, oh. and I don't remember if it was any good, but at some point there was a singer and he sang Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but I think I think we may have watched it on ABC because Wikipedia, that makes more sense. Yeah, Wikipedia was saying it was on ABC as part of their something, something, something. I don't remember. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's thinking about how many there were on the market and then how now they've all consolidated so much. Um, so just like Disney is this umbrella of all these other ones. I'm like, damn. But at that time, Disney and ABC were already, I think, collaborating slash parent subsidiary companies, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, earlier before we started recording, you said you didn't have a lot of notes. Um, I actually had a good amount and then um, I went to go write notes on the second one and somehow my notes disappeared from the first one and I was pissed, but like I remembered most of them. So I just went back to the beginning of the episode um, and like skipped through it to like jog my memory for like the things I didn't remember and I wrote them. Um, but for the opening, uh, I the first thing I noticed that was that there's barbed wire on their fences. I don't oh, know hang on a sec. This. Do you want to go over the uh, the summary first, or? Oh shit! I forgot about the see. This it's been <laughs> it's uh what is what does the old lady say? It's been eighty four years. <laughs> oh, what? That's the that's the gift of Rose from um Titanic. Um, oh. Yeah, it's like, you know, your food, you're waiting on your food for like an hour and then you, you send the, the gif or the gif, the meme. It was like, it's been 84 years. Um, it's been so long since we did, I forgot. Yeah, give us the summary, Ashley. Let us know about the voice and kids in the mist. Um, well, so in this case, uh, 
Anthony literally just watched this episode about 30 minutes ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. About an hour I watched ago. this episode uh, two days ago and I watched it with my dad whilst he was very, very drunk. <laughs> um, and our dad is amazing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but when he's drunk and he laughs, it's actually... I'm sure people have heard it before. I try so hard to edit as many of them out. But when we're recording, uh, sometimes, you know, our dad will be, you know, just enjoying himself, uh, playing some baseball or something like that. Something funny will happen and you could just hear his laugh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so I say all this to say that I have an excuse for not giving a good summary. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, it starts off with the, the voice. And uh, I believe the, the way the episode started is there's this kid who's supposed to sing the national anthem to um, some assembly and the superintendent was going to be there. And some fucking how, and this sounds like a goddamn, the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to you. He swallows a bee. Mm-hmm. So he can't sing anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, the principal and... Um, <laughs> this witch looking old lady oh i don't remember her name but anyway they're like freaking out because they're like we need to find somebody to sing and then they hear somebody sing it's coming from the bathroom they go in and it's mikey who's the big uh the large kid who um uh lost my train of thought he's just like a big kind of like uh like, like, <laughs> he's like one of those kids you see in school and you're like, you're not a fourth grader. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so anyway, he was singing in there and they're like, oh my God, you have a perfect singing voice. So they bring him back in the office. He tries to sing. He can't sing. And uh, they decide to bring in, bring in this uh, uh, music teacher that was going to help him, you know, bring out his voice. And so mm-hmm. she comes through they find out that he can only feel he feels comfortable singing in the bathroom and basically they work his way up to not being in the bathroom so he can sing regularly and throughout this he thinks that he has a relationship with this teacher mm-hmm. and uh at one point he walks in <laughs> it's a great scene he walks in and um her boyfriend is uh, proposing to her mm-hmm. and he's really really bummed about that he thought they were a thing And the day of the assembly comes up, Mikey doesn't want to do the national anthem because he's very bummed about that. And they have this talk, um, which we'll talk about later, which is hilarious. Um, And he actually goes out and sings. He doesn't sing the national anthem. He sings uh, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone's like super moved. It's a nice moment. Uh, The next episode is... uh, Basically, this uh, woman, uh, she is. <laughs> um, she wants to make a video uh, about recess, about the uh, students at, at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I keep forgetting, is it a middle school that's like, but that's with the elementary school with it? Because they have the kindergartens there. I think no, they're in they're in fourth grade. So they're in they're fourth school. graders. Okay, my yeah, bad. Yeah. 
so the, it's the elementary school, which also, you know, often they'll, on the side, they'll have like kindergartners or preschoolers. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So anyway, this, she, she wants to record them and make a, um, a video. She, she is like literally comparing it to, um, what's Jane her name? Goodall's. Jane Goodall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she convinces the principal to do this by saying that the the uh, superintendent it's always about the superintendent for some reason uh is on board with this so he goes he's like okay so she goes out there and she tries to film them stealthily like so they don't know but it doesn't work obviously they know there's a bunch of cameras and uh at one point she uh tries to film them again and all the grad students that she had working for her were basically like you need to pay us we're gone Mm -hmm. so she started doing on her own and she has this breakdown because apparently she doesn't know how to use a camera and then the kids over come over to her and they're like well what's wrong with you and they decide to work together with her to film a video and then she proceeds to create uh edit the video in a way that makes recess dangerous and scary and mm -hmm. something we need to get rid of Mm -hmm. uh, but she doesn't tell the kids this. She's just like, she locks the door where the thing is. And it's like, yeah, well, we'll see it next year. Walks away. They decide to break in. They see the video and they're like, oh no, this is bull. So they actually go ahead and re-edit it. And then the next day uh, she goes to show the film to the, um, the big woods, I'll just say, right. And it's the one that they edited. And it's, it's cute. Actually. It's really, it's really cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's like, oh God, I didn't do this. And they're like, oh no, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. You're going to be working with kids for the rest of your life. And uh, <laughs> she uh, ends up, uh, I guess, getting like a full-time gig or something like that, uh, filming the students. Because later on, um, you know, the kids are coming out and they're like, yeah, we saved recess, right? And they're like, we don't have to worry about people um, coming in and filming us or doing that again. And then they show, a, they cut to a scene of her trying to film the kindergartners. And they are basically uh, like tribal, like, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then that was the end of the episode. Did I do that in less than five minutes or did I go to 10 again? Um, I don't think you went to 10, but I do think you went over five. But in your defense, you were doing two episodes. Um, so that's like two minutes. Well, let's say you did seven, three minutes and 50 seconds uh, episode. That's pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, but I didn't actually look at like when you start. <laughs> I wasn't watching the clock. Um, yeah, that's a very good uh, description of both of them. Um, so now, now we could talk about the opening. Um, so what I noticed was that there's barbed wire on their fences. Um, and at first I thought I was tripping, but then I looked and it was there. Like it, it continued to be there. And I was like, what the fuck kind of elementary school got barbed wire? Um, but in general, US, the US school system's just bad. It's very carceral, it's very prison-like. Um, so, and I was scrolling and one of the things uh, I was looking at was that, you know, people have talked about one of the reasons people really like recess as like a cartoon still is that it, it criticizes schools and U.S. government and, and other things. You know, it, it criticizes power structures. Um, so you see the barbed wire, then it's like a very kind of like military intro, it felt like to me, like they're they're pulling a prank, right? You know, and it's, it's like- It's like the great escape. 
Yeah, multi-pronged, like, you know, great escape kind of thing. And so they're playing a dodgeball and then somebody pops gum and then he finally gets the dodgeball, but then the teacher gets it from him at the end. Um, But I remember as it was going, like, I always remembered the kids. And then I remember the brown haired teacher, excuse me, black haired teacher, brown skin with the glasses, you know, who like taught more like radical stuff or whatever. Um, But I didn't really, I forgot about the old lady with the bad posture, the tall lady, Miss Finster. (laughs) That's Um, right. Yes, which I was like, two things came to mind. I was like, like Chucky Finster. And the other thing that came to mind is like, it feels like a play on Spinster because she, there's like this trope of like the old lady secretary or old lady, like homeroom teacher who's like unattractive, is a cat lady. You know what I mean? Like this kind of vibe. And that's what she had. She was like tall. Her posture wasn't great. She just wasn't very attractive as actually described her. She's a little witchy looking, you know? Um, So that was interesting. And then the last two things I noticed is that the audio was, there's no, um, one time we talked about Hey Arnold and we talked about how it was like jazzy, but it was just, you know, they kept saying, Hey Arnold. And this one, it was just like horns and some other instrument. There was no, there's no spoken um, word. There was no, not spoken word, but (laughs) there was no like, um, there were no words spoken. Um, And then it ended with this like kind of military font, like the kind of font they use for like MASH, which I realized while I was watching something else that MASH, never watched MASH. Um, I watched a lot of those type of shows uh, from that era, but MASH stands for military medical aid. God damn. I just watched something and they said it. It's medical aid I forget what the SH is. Um, Ash is going to look it up. We'll see. But um, I never knew what, I never cared what MASH stood for, but I was watching something else and then they said it and it they either said it or it clicked. And I was like, oh, that's what MASH is. M-A-S-H. Medical, medical aid, supply hut. <laughs> um, medical, medical army support hospital medical nothing's coming mobile up. army surgical hospital there we go mobile army surgical Sur- i love how you're gonna keep going until like i finally you're just like oh no, yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. oh yeah um but i the reason i thought about it is because the military font looks like the mash font it looks very much like that um so that was those are the things that i saw in the, in the intro i i didn't really describe the intro at all y'all can go google that but like that, those are the things that stuck out for me the elaborate plan it felt very military uh and i forgot I forgot about Miss Finster. And then when I saw her, I was like, oh yeah, that's that woman. Like that's the type of that's the type of like teacher or administrator who would like nowadays take your phone. I mean, we didn't have phones back then, but nowadays it'd be like, give me your phone, you know, like because mm-hmm. you were looking at it on recess or walking down the hall, or she would give you, you know, you'd get a detention or something, and the detention would be you have to sit with her and staple papers and stuff. Like I I know her. <laughs> like I, I spent time with Miss Finsters oh, in, yeah. in school. Even if you were a good student, you've ran yeah. into one of her. Like you know, you you went to the bathroom and you didn't have your hall pass. You know, which is wild, that kind isn't of thing, it? Right? <laughs> like you had to have a hall pass to go to the bathroom. You had to get it pass. You had to ask the teacher and then walk through the halls or go wherever. And then if you got caught without one, you were in trouble. Going to the bathroom, like. Like, I got to pee, I got to poop, and I got to get a pass to do this? It's wild. Well, it's funny because uh, that's so ingrained into us. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a professor. Mm-hmm. Like, the first thing the professor says in college is like, 
you gotta use the restroom just go (laughs) don't don't ask me don't ask me just go yep yeah because because up until then even in high school you have to you can't you like can I use the bathroom you know which is like damn like yeah it's just a trip it's a trip how how even uh I don't know if I ever told you this but even if you look at the design of bathrooms um they there's no real reason a bathroom shouldn't be the stall shouldn't go all the way up or all the way down right um but elementary school bathrooms and middle school bathrooms and high school bathrooms sometimes have enough space to where you could either see over like an adult could see over or could see under right but there isn't actually any real reason that you need to do that right but it's it's surveillance it's for you to be able to you know and and the theory is in case of an emergency right you'd be able to see what's happening right but like it's it's creepy it's creepy that you know you can the way that bathrooms are built um are so that oh yeah let me peek let me see what's happening over there i thought it was just to make it easier to clean uh that's part of it but yeah that's not the whole thing if it's on the bottom that's easier to clean on the top does oh oh, yeah yeah for sure on the top does make any sense yeah, yeah, but it does definitely make it easier to clean, um, and which I didn't get when I was younger because I was like, why is there like a, like a, you know, what's that called, like a drain? I was like, why is there a drain? But it's like, oh duh, like y'all be hosing that shit off, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I hope school, you do. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. You know, I definitely don't miss uh, mopping and power washing floors, squeegeeing floors. I do not miss doing that shit. I never had to power wash or squeegee because I didn't do food service, but I did have to mop and sweep and all that BS. Um, but yeah, y'all had to do some serious stuff. Round yeah. table pizza. Oh, but- no, no, not a round table. No, the job I worked at. Oh, kitchen. Round pipe. table, you just, oh, well, I guess, yeah, we, we they did squeegee sometimes, but most of the time they're lazy and they just take a dry fucking mop and just, done. Ash, can I go home now? Mm. Oh yeah, because Ashley was the boss. Ashley, not the boss. Barbara was that the Boston name? Barbara? Yeah, that was Barbara. Wow. Yeah, you um, were the you're like a manager, shift lead, something like that, right? Yeah, I was a supervisor. Yeah, there we go. A wonderful quote from Barbara, like my first couple weeks there, um, and I was a cashier. She said one day it was really fucking busy. She said, "I want to get all the cashiers and line them up." So I can rip them all in your asshole. Oh my God. <laughs> Round table pizza never has to be that serious, baby. Oh <laughs> never. man, somebody fucked up. I don't know. I don't remember what happened, but she was pissed. She was pissed at all of us. Uh, Wasn't she queer or was she just from Oh New York? yeah, she was a lesbian. She was okay. a dyke. She was a lesbian. Like she literally um, had people that she met, as far as we know, <laughs> yeah, uh, from Craigslist, come up to the job and meet up with her. And she, it was always these young, pretty like chicks that would come in. I'm like, damn, Barbara, how do you? Because she was older when I was yeah, working there. Yeah. Like wow, uh, she she was getting it in, and I'm happy for her. I did not know that. That's wild. It's smart in a lot of ways, right? Have them come up to your job. So if you come up missing, somebody saw them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, 
that's wild wow wow the shit the shit we've had to do as queer people you know what i mean like because we didn't always have fucking tinder and all these other ones we had craigslist you know we had craigslist and then if you were bold enough and there was one in your town or close enough gay bars you know and you had to be old enough to um but yeah we have man happy fucking pride happy fucking pride um okay did you have any thoughts on the opening oh right oh right we started talking about the spinster yes yes. um i didn't notice the barbed wire uh because so you can see i wasn't really necessarily paying it close attention like i usually like to so i can actually like really like analyze and discuss the episode with you in this case i just know the story bits but um what i would say about the intro is i remembered it like every scene that was in it i just remembered because mm-hmm. uh what it does is what i what i do like about it is it does introduce all the characters in the show at least that i remember yeah yeah um and there's a lot of them there's a lot of different groups yeah because you know you had the core um main characters right yeah and then you have king bob Mm-hmm. And then you have the kindergartners, and then you have the Ashleys, and then you mm-hmm. have the two twins that are always trying to dig everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this one character that's always trying to snitch on everybody. They're all, yeah, they're mm-hmm. all in that uh, that intro, which I and the adults. I mean, you never see their yeah. pa- or almost never see their parents, but the the administrators, like the principal, it's mostly the principal and the other. Um, Miss Finster. And then I think you do see like the the woman I was talking about earlier. Um, you do see her too, even. So yeah, they did a they did a good job. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I had for that. Cure, cure. Okay, let's get into the voice. Um, what did you feel? What did you think? What stuck out to you? Let me know. Anthony, the second that B even oh, yeah. came into existence onto that show, onto the screen. Yeah. I said no, and I actually kind of jumped a little bit. <laughs> and then it got closer and closer and closer, and then his mouth was open, and then it just went in there. And and this is a cartoon, so it was like the bee was probably like the size of his nose. Yeah. It was just disgusting. Yeah. I just it can't was... imagine that ER visit. Yeah, so here's the thing. So the the episode opens with an American flag and I was like, oh God. But then I like remembered, like I didn't think of it as like recess the cartoon doing any brainwashing. I just remembered how much we had to do the fucking Pledge of Allegiance every day. You had to pledge to the country. Do you know how many times we did that actually as children? Every day, so Monday many. through Friday. Yeah. At least all of elementary school. I don't remember if we had to still do it. And I don't think we did it in middle school and on. Did we? I don't know. But I, I definitely did it in middle school, for sure. I know went, I did. We went to the same middle school, so then, yeah. I guess but I, I also went to school for eighth grade in Nebraska, so we definitely did it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was some shit. But so there's the American flag, and then one of the kids, TJ, the main kid, he's like, someone asked, like, why why are we out here? Why is, why is the kid singing? They call him, like, Golden Voice or Golden Throat or something. Um, yeah. The kid who's who's singing, who looked, like, all bougie, um, had, like, a, I can't remember the name of it, but had, like, a... A bow? It wasn't a bow. It was, like, a... It's, like, a scarf, basically, that goes where a tie would go, but it's not actually a scarf, you know? It was, like, a... Oh, I know what you're talking about. I that's can't not, remember the that's name. That's not a scarf? 
No, it's there's there's a name. A for neckerchief. It. A neckerchief is a word for it, but there's like an actual like there's it's probably French. Um, so follow that under things that I once knew but don't need to know. So like I it left my brain. Um, but the, uh, TJ says it's Van Buren's birthday. It's like who the fuck is Van Buren? And so I looked it up. Van Buren was the eighth U.S. president. Um, and that's it's interesting because I was like oh yeah it would be some shit like that where it's like oh we're celebrating this dude who like I don't care about I didn't care about as a kid you know what I mean um but that's why this kid was singing the national anthem and so then the boy swallows the bee right and they're all worried and I was like the whole episode hinges on the fact that the kids tonsils or kids vocal cords got stung by the bee and so now they need to find a singer for this pta spring fling in a few weeks right like they're they're stressed like the principal is stressed you know miss finster stressed and i'm like this is wild this is wild that's the whole episode you know what i mean is like we got to find somebody um so that was that was the first thing uh and then when um spinelli started talking i was like is this oblina but i forgot to look it up um to see if the person who oh did yeah she Ob did sound the same yeah, yeah she she sounded similar um and then the next thing that happened so they're they're running around with their heads cut off and then ashley <laughs> these two adults they hear mikey singing right they hear Mikey singing, right? And they're like, where's that coming from? So they run down the hall. And then they bust into the motherfucking boy's bathroom. And I was like, as an adult, this is strange. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, this is strange. Because they, they both the teacher, you know what I mean? The Miss Finster and uh, Mr... Uh, prickly the principal they burst into the boys bathroom to see who's singing and I was like this is and I was one thing I was thinking about because it's pride and you know people are transphobic and other things I was thinking about bathroom bills and how people are like well you need to you know you need to go in this bathroom you need to go in this bathroom and, and how people don't even get privacy and maybe two years ago there's a video of someone busting in like adults busting into a, a bathroom um, where a trans girl was like using the bathroom like in a stall and they like were opening the stall door and what? It was like a, yeah it was a girl like you know what i mean like it, she was she was a child um and and it wasn't like i was triggered watching this but i just was like cartoons are so wild because they do some they do some like trippy ass shit but like this i was like they really just it actually speaks to the authority right that like teachers and uh, administrators have because it wouldn't be that odd for like them to bust into the bathroom like they can do that right and be like, what are you doing in there? You know, but like, it just was so strange. I was like, this is the boys' bathroom, and they just busted in. Um, and then Mikey was singing, and uh, I think the words you were looking for earlier is he he feels like the um, the lovable the lovable giant like trope. He's there we this go. big kid who who has who's grown like he's been, he he went through puberty a little bit earlier physically. Um, or he like just is a bit, he comes from a big family. And so he's like, as Ashley said, you look at him, you're like, you're a fourth grader. Um, but you could tell when you hear him talk, he has this little kid's voice, right? So I, what I did really like is that Mikey is this big dude, but with a little voice, you know? Not like, it's not like it, there wasn't any bass in it, but it was just a smaller voice until he's singing. And then you get, nobody knows the trouble I've seen um you get that this deep deep, deep deep bass yeah this like yeah 
baritone bass. Like, so that was interesting to me. Um, and that wasn't the only time we'll get to it, but that wasn't the only yeah, time. Yeah, it does like, happen. There's a lot of bathroom scenes yes, in this episode. Yes. And uh, yes. So, so that was, that was like one of the first things for me outside of, you know, the B you were, you were shocked by the B. Um, I was shocked by them fucking barging into the bathroom, you know what I mean? To go find the singer. Um, I was not uh, alarmed by that, actually. Um, if they had opened the stall, I would be very, very alarmed. Yeah. Oh, actually, okay. I admit for a second there, yeah. I was worried that it was a single uh, mm, occupancy mm -hmm, bathroom. Mm -hmm. So I, there was a little apprehension there when they started to open it. And then when I saw, oh, no, there's stalls there, I kind of immediately was like, okay, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have anything until uh, they start talking to him. Okay, so then they take him into um, they take him into the office, Mr. Prickley's office, um, which the names were fun. Uh, I was like, yeah, because presidents, presidents, principals do be prickly, you know. Um, and then they offer him some candy, <laughs> and he's like, thanks. And <laughs> that was just, your one, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's there's clearly rappers on the candy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a cartoon, but it's clearly this is candy that's wrapped in something. Mm -hmm. And the, Mikey grabs a handful, like mm -hmm. he's grabbing some popcorn, mm -hmm. and he just puts the whole thing in his mouth and he eats it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was funny because it was clearly supposed to be like a visual gag, you know. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I I think if you're paying attention, you see it. Because um, later, later, and I think the second episode at one point. God, I forget her. Gretchen, the the like nerdy one, you mm -hmm. know, with the the red pigtails. She at one point puts out what looks like M and M's or Skittles, and like those, you could tell are unwrapped, right? So like it was clear they they knew what they were doing, you know, the animators, and it was it just was funny. And so he has this in his mouth, and he's like, mm, "What do you need?" You know, and mm -hmm. so then this goes to Ashley Summary. They ask him, "Hey, you know, you have a lovely voice." He's like, "No, I really don't." And they're like, "No, no, you have to, you have to." So then he sings, and it's it's not good. It's not nobody knows. Yes, yes. He he went from he went from <clears throat> nobody knows the trouble I see to nobody knows. <laughs> oh my god! Like <laughs> like he suddenly suddenly got fucking strep throat or something yes yes um so then the only other note i have before i pass back to you in this scene before we get back to like when he talks to the kids is they talk about spiro t agnew middle school and i was like i i know this name means something i don't know what it means so i looked it up that was the 39th vice president um and i thought the attention to details was interesting because their school was named third street school which uh, where we grew up schools were not schools were usually named after somebody you know what I mean like and so I, I did appreciate I'm like I don't care about these people but schools do be named Spiro T. Agnew and as a kid you're like who the fuck is Spiro T. Agnew you know what I mean <laughs> but but there will be multiple in a in a geographic region right in a city in a in a province and a whatever because they all are named after somebody you know so I did appreciate that but I was like because she's the Miss Finster's like, yeah, well, there's this teacher, you know, at, at Spirity Middle, Spirity Agnew Middle School. Um, and it's also so funny, like you named a school after a th the 39th vice president. Like he wasn't even a president, he was a vice president. But I didn't look up anything. Maybe he did some good shit. Um, who knows? I mean, none of the presidents 
they they did more bad shit than any good shit they could do but um maybe this one did some some cute shit i don't know but anyways those that's the last of my notes until we get back outside uh you uh hmm <laughs> you uh hmm. <laughs> well, like hmm. that kid that couldn't say don't you wish you had a dream that you could do anything <laughs> If you wish you and then and then you and then which and then if you could win and then if, how does he end what does he say you wish you could do anything do anything and just i really loved it too because like through his stutter he just like he didn't he didn't give up he just was so oh he just he was just so sweet it was it was, sweet. It was it's, it's a great you know i made a whole song with that clip you did yeah you did you did oh. wow um okay so did I take all your thoughts from that one uh yeah yeah I I was having another moment that happened I guess every podcast we do where I'm like wait didn't this thing happen at at this point and then I realize no this happened at a different point so moving on they go outside actually no no oh get into it no, uh, don't they say then after Mikey leaves that they find they have somebody that can torture kids to sing? Uh, he says he when they're outside says that there's a wacko music teacher who tortures kids to get them to sing. No, no, um, no, no. The principal said that shit. Oh, he says it. So then, I swear so then, to God. Well, when I what I wrote down was when Mikey says it. Mikey repeats it. So I didn't even catch that the principal said it. I just heard Mikey. I thought Mikey was being like parabolic you know what i mean like i thought he was being like extra but the the, the principal says that yeah that's yeah. wild yeah i could have sworn uh that was that i mean i wrote it down yeah no i believe you uh um, it, but i mean i can see it because you know they're they're sinister characters not yeah. like evil no you know not not by any stretch i mean they're still part of the school faculty they're they're not like villains but they are scheming. They're definitely yeah. like... Oh, there's, there's char- a lot of whispering. Yeah, their character design is very schemy, which honestly, as a kid, that's... Uh, uh, the teachers who weren't great, which was many of them, that's what it felt like. It felt like they were scheming on us as kids. So I like that it being told from this kid's perspective, you know, that's what the adults feel like. Um, yeah, so then he goes outside. And then what I wrote down was uh, the heterosexual agenda because at first it's this wacko, that's the setup, right? This wacko music teacher who tortures kids to get them to sing. And then it's this like cute woman who's pretty young looking um, and he's love struck by her, um, Salomone, Miss Salomone. Um, and I wrote the heterosexual agenda because after this, we just see he like, he the other kids don't get it. Like Spinelli's like, you know, you want me to hold her back or you want me to like, I could, I could make a diversion so you could leave, right? The other kids don't get that he's like enamored by her right um which makes sense because they're in fourth grade um at that point many boys are still like girls yucky ew you know and and same thing with girls or at least when we were growing up i don't know how it is now um cuties was a thing cooties yeah you said you said cuties like mandarin oranges i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what lies because i'm gonna edit that shit up i said um circle circle dot dot now you got your cootie shot um or something like that is how it went um yeah so that was i was like the heterosexual agenda because we have the and i say this um 
in a serious and unserious way because often there's the idea that boys uh not actually writing down a timestamp. um <laughs> Co- cookies in the background throwing a fit slash yeah. coughing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be okay um but but we see this idea that like you know um either if an older woman comes on to a younger man or even boy, that that's like the ideal, right? And in this case, she didn't come on to him. But the other option is like the younger boy will like look up to this like older girl, you know, want to be with her and fantasize and all this. Um, And I was like, this is the motherfucking heterosexual agenda right here. These kids are in fourth grade and he's already like, oh, I love her, you know? Um, So that was the the first thing I, I, or the only thing I had until we get to when she's actually, teaching him um I didn't actually have a note to write but what I something popped up when you said all that and now it's gone god damn it (laughs) it'll it'll come back um well you were saying that he's enamored with this woman uh Mm -hmm. and I was thinking to myself that maybe it's because she treats him kindly and with respect And you might not be getting that from something else, right? Yes, but he, from the beginning, it's about physical appearance because from the beginning he sees her, right? It's like Mm -hmm. the wacko teacher and then he sees her and then he's like, oh, and he's like, he follows her, right? Like he pushes the other kids out the way and follows her. So this is before she's even, like all (laughs) she said is like, I think she says, are you Mikey, you know? Yeah. Um, And so, but yes, you make a very good point. Um, so then since you don't have other thoughts for that, we get to when they are actually teaching, you know, when she's teaching him and then she says, it's like breathing only for the soul. (laughs) So that's what singing is. It's breathing Breathing for the soul. soul. Um, and that was, you know, and she has on like a little, she has like dark hair and she got a little skirt on, like not a little, it's a long skirt um, and like a shirt with like a music note on it. Um, and they sit at the piano and he can't sing still, but, and at one point he sings as he did, like, um, nobody, no. Well, actually I think he's singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Twinkle, Twinkle. And she's like, oh, that was definitely creative <laughs> or original. I forget, she says one of those. One of the other, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, after that, I, we get to the bathroom again. Um, and I have a note about that. I don't know if you had notes before then. I mean, uh, I don't know when this ends up happening, so I'll, I'll wait on that. Okay. But, so, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, keep on going. Keep on going. So now we're in the bathroom and she's there. So this is a fourth grader with a woman music teacher, uh, although the gender doesn't, well, gender matters, but either way, anyone can do some fucked up shit. But so now they're in the bathroom and then he says to her, I don't know, Mrs. Salamone, I really don't think you're supposed to be here. And then she says, trust me, Mikey, which now I know it's a cartoon, so I can't take it too seriously, but that is a grooming tactic, right? Like that is a way to like, you know, I'm going to put you in a uncomfortable situation um, and you are going to say something about it, but then I'm going to be like, no, this is how, this is how it works. Right. You know, like, like, trust me, it's okay. Um, and then obviously it's supposed to be funny. Right. Cause then after this, she brings in a whole ass fucking grand piano. Yeah. Was, that's what I wrote down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, cause he sings, he sings so well um, that then she brings in, she, She's like, oh, you can sing in the bathroom. So she brings in a grand piano in the bathroom and then he sings Ave Maria um, and like 
all the kids can hear it from outside and they're all like they all like drop their jaws one girl like drops off the monkey bars like all this it's it's wild right um so at this point like it's supposed to be a joke but i just was i was bothered by it because like first they charge into the bathroom and then your music teacher is going into the bathroom with you um which i was just like this is weird and then she gives him a kiss on the cheek at some point because like he did so well yeah. which innocent but again with all these things i was like i don't like it oh <laughs> you know? that, that was the moment when i said "Ooh, yes you know you should not have yes because like the thing you is you like, know you should not have no 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 um and then they're talking about it and and now we get to um this is pre-proposal we get to the kids talking about it and gus i believe is like yeah she's she's really old because he's like i love her and and he says she's like kind and smart and this and that right um and gus is like she's really old she's got to be at least 24 yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> oh my god we're really old yeah, well, I mean, we could have nine-year-olds at this point. We really could. Uh, we would have had them young, but, you know, our parents did. So, yeah, because um, he's nine. They're nine. He's like, you're nine. And she's she's really old. She's got to be at least 24. 24. But I love how he had a specific number. Yeah. Like, I like how he knew that a young-looking, or not a young-looking teacher, she's she she was old. Yeah. But he had an estimate for yes. how old a teacher could be mm-hmm mm-hmm because he didn't he didn't say 25 he didn't go like a mid-range kind of number yeah you know he said 24 24 yeah yeah so then we get to and interrupt me if you have a note around this then we get to the proposal um <laughs> uh, i just have a note about the cruise line that they met at Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so then we see at the proposal, my first question is, why is this man proposing to her at school? You know what I mean? And it's not even her regular job. Like she's at, because usually she's at the middle school. She's here for like a special circumstance. So why is he coming up to her job to propose at elementary school? The second question I had is like, why is there always a motherfucking Latin lover? You know, his name is Antonio. He's got brown skin. He's got this like kind of curly black hair. He's got like a pink shirt with his chest showing. He's got a gold chain. Um, and then he, uh, he had a little bit of a mustache, if I recall. Oh, he um, did yeah and so he's like this latin lover but in this case usually the latin lover is like a, um is a dancer in this case he's a singer um so if, if you want to tell us more about <laughs> what he does ashley oh um i don't remember all the details i just Which, remember well mm -hmm. i wrote i wrote so uh she was saying mikey comes in and it's basically the scene where he comes in and it shows her with her finger and him putting the ring on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like this moment of betrayal because he thought it was a thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, uh, uh, what's her face? Caesar sees mm -hmm. him and was like, oh, this is so-and-so-and-so. I met mm -hmm. him at, I think I wrote this right, Antonio Costa Rica Cruise Lines. Yeah, so he it was just, like it was like three different words. It was like three, four different words. Well, Antonio's his name. He had just returned from Costa Rica, where he sang opera on the something cruise line. Um, ah, see, you deciphered my note. I didn't know what I wrote. <laughs> That's what I wrote. 
Yes. And so then he he like sings, he's like, nice to meet you, Mikey. And then Mikey like is sad. And so Mikey, the dude says, was it something I sang instead of the usual, was it something, something I, said? I said? Yeah. Um, which I thought was silly and funny. Um, so then he leaves and he's sad. And so then she goes to find him, right? And then again, she's in the motherfucking boys' bathroom. So she goes in to find him. And then this kid is literally peeing at a urinal. Um, and he goes, ah, a girl. And then you see him like run away without even washing his hands because he's scared. It's a woman in the boys' bathroom. And then um, Mikey, you know, she's like, Mikey, are you in there? Because she sees his feet. And then these motherfuckers sit on the bathroom counters. And I do not know if you remember elementary school bathrooms, Ashley, but them counters, them like- They're always uh, wet. They're, they're always, always wet. wet. They're always like the 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 sinks always wet. So I was like, oh god, um, oh yeah, yeah. And so then she, you know, he's like, yeah. Well, I kind of thought we had something. And then she says, you know, you're nine years old, and you know, you're gonna have trouble believing this, but someday you're gonna meet a a girl your age who you're gonna like this, this, and this. And then all I my note was like, she never said that this is inappropriate you know what I mean like and she even at one point touches his shoulder right like to be like to be comforting but I was like this is creepy I was like I don't I don't like this wait but um there is a great great line there because she says well Mikey you're nine years old and I'm well not (laughs) yes (laughs) yes yes yeah (laughs) And then she like, you know, she's trying to let him down easy. So she compliments him. She's like, you're sweet and you're poetic and you're this and you're that. And it's, it's sweet. I just was like. But yeah, it's very inappropriate. Like, don't be talking to my kid like that. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. In, In the school bathroom, in the boys bathroom, no. No, that's, that's why mom taught us and often people teach people like, this is my no-no zone. You know what I mean? Let me know if anyone touched you in the no-no zone and let me know if anything happened weird at school because shit like that can be harmless, but can also be other things, right? Oh, mom told us exactly what those parts were called. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, no, she did. But I was just, you know, like that often will people be like, that's my no-no zone or whatever else. But yeah, yeah, like it, it just, it's, it. I just was like, yeah, because because on the serious tip, it does start by little things, right? And like, oh, well, I'll give you a piece of candy for if you give me a kiss on the cheek and things like that. That's how people get groomed into sex trafficking and into uh, uh, predatory situations um, of no fault of their own because they're fucking children. And even if they're adults, still not their fault. Like it's the predator's fault. Um, So yeah, just seeing that, I was like, but um you know then he he, they leave the bathroom um and then the principal and mrs finster are throwing a a fit because they're like oh my god where is he he's not showing up he's not gonna sing um and then he shows up well hang on though before he shows up the principal called him a two-timing double-crossing kid i noticed that line and didn't write it down so i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad you did (laughs) I was like, that's really me. Like, tell us how you really feel. He's nine. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, and that's why she goes into the bathroom, not just because to find him. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah, not just to find him after the Antonio thing, the the fiance, but because he didn't show up. And then what was cute though is she stuck up for him because he was like, "Oh, you found him," and she, and he was like, "Where is he?" And she's like, "I'm not gonna tell you. You know, like it's up to him." Because one of the last things she said in the bathroom was like, "If you sing," she was like, "I think you should sing, but not for me, not for the principal, not for the school, for yourself." You know, like mm. that's the lesson. Like you're a good singer. You know, go out there and sing. Um, so then he comes and he sings and <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's supposed to sing the national anthem. Well, so I have a line. I okay. Have, I have the line. Okay. Um, so then, oh, actually also the secretary teacher woman, I wrote that she looks like she could have been out of like a Beavis and Butthead or like, <laughs> like Mike, um, Mike Davis, like, you know what I mean? Or Mike D- Judge, because it was like Beavis and Butthead, but not quite because those are uglier, but like uh, King of the Hill, like, right? Like you saw in her feature, she could have been a King of the Hill character. She could have been working with Peggy. Um, Peggy Hill. <laughs> Like we need to watch an episode of King of the Hill. Oh, yes, we um, do. Because that's it's still good. I started listen, watching it again and it's still it aged well. That's my purse. I, I don't, don't know, know you. you. Um so so then the line that I have uh is is uh he says something important has happened and I think the nation will forgive me. <laughs> He's like, I'm supposed to sing the national anthem, but you know, and to the point earlier, tying it back earlier, I was talking about Kaepernick and the reason people were burning Kaepernick's shoes or Nike stuff is because of the deal, because he kneeled during the, the um, what do you call it? The national, the national anthem. anthem? Um, so, so yeah, he sings. No, I don't and he sings it down because uh all the kids are shocked you know everyone they're in the crying. audience is yeah yeah they're crying um and I, the voice sounded familiar to me I yeah was i was thinking that too but i didn't that was one of the things i didn't look up um but then um, the last oh wait go ahead well uh the other thing too is before he sang as well is he said i wanted to sing the song i didn't used to understand it before but i understand it more now yes yes because and she's playing heartbreak. she's playing the piano so it yeah. adds to it even you know and and he sings it down and then um afterward he says like you know fare thee well something something and then she says see you in middle school and it's not creepy but again given all the other things i was like i don't like this <laughs> it's like if i just showed you a clip no, even if I just showed you a clip, you would still feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. Yeah. Because without yeah. context, I kind of t- tend to think the worst. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 See you in middle school. What? Exactly. See you what? Exactly. <laughs> I kind of actually got like, it seemed like it was a commentary on the national anthem and how useless it is. Useless mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm uh because of the fact that it's all riding on this person to sing the specific thing and then they arbitrarily say you know what fuck it i'm gonna sing this thing so i like that actually um me too the grooming overtones made me very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but the show it's it's got good writing it's funny it's really funny uh and um it's usually pretty late so yeah uh, i definitely enjoyed that bit yeah I, I will say because from the beginning i was saying the whole episode hinged on this kid 
a child having to sing at a PTA parent teachers association spring fling. So I was like, yeah, they, they definitely poking fun at the uselessness of this. Um, and oh, one funny thing I forgot about is they're in the wings, the principal and the and Miss Finster in the wings, and they go to put their hands over their hearts, uh, like all happy, smiling, right? Because he's going to go up there and sing the national anthem. And then that's when he says, yeah, something happened. I'm not going to sing that. Um, he's not going to sing the national anthem. Yeah. And they start freaking out. Yes. Uh, I, I love it when Anthony, when I say a point and I feel really smart. And I'm like, that's cool. I, you know, no one else thought of that. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And then Anthony goes, yeah, um, it definitely shows that in um, paragraph one, section A, this happened as well as in this one as well. And I'm going to paraphrase this to you. <laughs> <laughs> and let me show you my thesis on this thing that you thought you were uh, real smart about. <laughs> blame my chart okay my mercury's in virgo okay blame my chart and if you don't want to blame my chart blame my blame my degrees <laughs> which is the perfect segue into kids in the mist um my first note for kids in the mist is too close for comfort lol <laughs> I was watching that and I was thinking, oh, Anthony's going to love this. Because she comes in and she, you know, uh, God, I, I didn't write her name because I didn't really care enough, but she's a doctor and she had a name like, God, I can't remember, but she's doctor, whatever, doctor, like, you know, crinkly or something. Um, and she's coming to the principal, as Ashley's saying, she's coming to the principal and he doesn't, she's like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to study recess. I want to make this film about it. Um, my head of department has okayed it. The school board has okayed it. The superintendent's okayed it. And one thing Ashley said earlier is like, you know, it always comes back to the superintendent. I think that's because like, that's their boss. And so that's the only thing they care about, right? Like, the superintendent's going to come for a site visit. So when they come, you got to be on your shit. And so if the superintendent is okay with something and, and you're a kiss ass or you're afraid for your job, right? Uh, then you, you go and do it. So she, she wants to do this. She wants to do basically an ethnographic study of the kids, um, which I do ethnography, but she, uh, she, she wants to record it, right? Which has happened a lot, particularly early childhood education. It's also really hard as a note to get access because like, there have been things that have not been great in research so to get access you do have to jump through a lot of hoops um if you're if the people you're studying are minors um Fitzgerald Fitzgerald that's what that was her name Dr. Fitzgerald that's what no it I think wasn't isn't that the that, that's the teacher that's the teacher with the um with the the teacher. oh is that the I, teacher oh she's so. a doctor I didn't think so Dr. Quilty a researcher named Dr. Quilty uh, wants to research by video about research. Wait, where'd you find that? Uh, a, there's a Disney wiki. Okay, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find the servers. I'm going to find all the servers for IMDb. <laughs> and I'm going to blow them all up like they're fucking Skynet. But that's all this shit's getting fried. It was it was Fitzgerald. I forgot you said it, and I'm like, yeah, that it was her. Um, and she wore like sandals or Birkenstocks or something. Yeah, she was very like counterculture. She was very um, also played by a white woman, by the way. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. not surprised. Um, 
Yeah, not surprised. Actually, no. Um, let's not trust IMDb anymore. After I fry their servers, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, so Dr. Quilty, you know, uh, he's not listening. He doesn't care. He's like, why, why are you trying to study this? I don't care. And then when she, as Ashley mentioned earlier, when she says the superintendent, he's like, oh, and he perks up. And so then he, he puts, he sets her up in the broom closet, like in the utility the closet. janitor's closet. <laughs> yeah. The janitor's closet. And that is her, um, that's her office. And then she is not uh, a great researcher. Uh, she's awkward, like many researchers, um, and uh, doesn't know how to talk to people or to students. And so she camouflages herself first as... Oh, oh hang she... on. Hang on. Oh, sorry. Let's Let back it, up. Back it up. Um, when she's making her pitch to Principal Prickly, one of the things she says is that she's written five books, three of which were nearly published. <laughs> I think that might have been when I wrote too close, too close for comfort. Because literally that's the life of an academic. That's the life. That's the life. We're trying to, we're always trying to get publications. I was just talking to my friend and he, because I'm going to be on the job market this fall. And like you have to have publications. And so you're always trying to, it doesn't have to be books, but you have to, you have to publish articles and not not journalistic articles, academic articles in academic publications, right? Which are gatekept, um, you know, and by being gatekept, right? Then they have higher, what's called impact factors. And so it's like, oh, this journal has a high impact factor because it's harder to get your stuff published, right? Which means that because it's harder, that means that it's, it's peer reviewed. So the idea is it's, it's fellow graduate students and uh, people with their PhDs, professors who are reading it and then saying, this is good, this is good, that's not good, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have to go through these rounds. So yeah, when she said that, she was like, and two almost published or three almost published. I was Something like, oh like that, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Someone on staff is either a graduate student or has a graduate student or professor parent or someone in their life spouse. They're like, no, they get it. They got it. They got it good. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just, and she's trying hard, you know? Um, so then, okay. Was that, <laughs> that, that was what I had. I just wanted to okay. make sure that we, because I actually rewinded that twice uh, because the first time I almost missed it, <laughs> then I heard it. And then I was like, I have to write this down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it um, going into my sixth year of my PhD program. And this is sixth and final, sixth and final, if I have anything to do about it. Sixth um, and final. Yes. You've heard of, uh, what is it? Smart and final. Let me introduce you to sixth and final. Um, <laughs> it's a grocery store. I'm so upset. <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to cut this shit out just to piss you off. <laughs> Um, so then she camouflages herself, I think first as, did she do it three times? I think first is like part of like the jungle gym or something. No, the first time, um, I know one time was with grass. At one point she says too little camouflage. Another time she says too much camouflage. And when she too says much too camouflage is when she was a grass. Yeah. Yeah. Too and little... she got stepped over. Too little camera fraud. Oh, yeah, and you're, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was um it, it was the uh the pipe, the um slide or whatever. 
Yeah, and they're like, hi, doctor, hi, missus, or whatever. They see her, and she's like, oh, God. Then, uh, so, you know, there's this little montage. Not really montage. There's the two things of her camouflaging. Then her graduate students. Oh, sorry. Can we can we rewind? Rewind it. Um, at what point she uh, has one of her grad students film her, and she says, I'm going to go ahead and talk to the subjects. Mm-hmm. And she says... What's up, homie? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yes. I think she's, then she's like, can I hang with your posse? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then she, uh, she's like, I like your, your shoes. And, and then I think it's Mikey. He's like, they're just tennies, which is so funny. Cause I never heard tennies growing up. I thought Taylor. that was like a British thing, you know? Um, like we just called them sneakers tennis shoes but i've got tennis. my vans on but they look like sneakers listen um wow throwback um <laughs> so uh yeah then her graduate students quit they leave this note like ashley said where they're like mm, too much work not enough pay which nothing and they're like and i hope this doesn't affect our grade <laughs> Oh, um, sorry. I have to back up one more time. Back it up. Um, so there, there's the whole montage of her doing the disguises and her trying to talk to him and stuff like that. And it all ends like like really like, you know, cartoonish violent, violently. Anyway, it reminded me of why he fought Coyote mm. um, with him doing all these crazy, I'm going to, actually, you know what? No, it reminded me of the episode with him and Bugs Buddy. Mm. The one where uh, he goes over to his his bunny hole, makes a door, and then knocks on the door <laughs> so Bucks can answer it, and he gives him a card that says "Ye Coyote, super genius." <laughs> and the whole episode is him trying to catch uh, Bugs Bunny, and he has all these these crazy inventions and stuff like that. I mean, it's like Roadrunner and stuff like that, but he's talking. And he's like super arrogant the whole time. He's like, why he coyote? Super genius. (laughs) And he just reminded me, he she just reminded me of him from that specific cartoon. Because she was thinking that she's so intelligent. She she's wrote about so much about kids and she's so knowledgeable about you know how kids work. And she's actually out there and she's just getting getting beat. (laughs) <laughs> yes it is very much the prototypical researcher who knows things in theory but does not actually have any real world experience or has it but is not really good at it um and and then also relies on their graduate students right to do the work um not all of it but some of the work often the the grunt work and so they're they're recording they're filming and this is in the 90s late 90s so it's big you know camera equipment um and they quit I say, I hope this doesn't affect our grade. I love you that know? so much. And then she, she, she's like, I was, I tried to get a screenshot of this, but I forgot that like Netflix, all these, they don't let you screenshot like, so, or you screenshot, but it's a black screen and all you have is the subtitles. It doesn't actually let you screenshot whatever you're watching. If you're um, on your computer, you can use a snip tool. Uh, I did like, I like, like snip, like, like if you like, print screen kind of thing no not print screen there's an actual um i don't have apple but i know windows has a it's called um, a snip thing basically it allows you your screen will turn black or whatever and you just 
cross out whatever you want to pick and then oh yeah that's what i did yeah really it didn't work Mm -hmm. that's Uh, a bummer yeah but you know that's okay um but the reason i wanted to capture is because she says i can handle this myself i'm a phd Yeah, people with fucking PhDs think we know it all. You know what I mean? Well, and I'm not there yet. I will be in a year. But people really think like, and even before, just getting into graduate school, people do. They can be later at one point. There, someone calls her like pompous or something, and it's true. Like a lot of graduate students, a lot of professors can be our pompous um so when she said i can handle this myself i'm a phd and then the camera like broke down and she broke down crying i wanted that i wanted to post the i can handle this myself in phd and then the next still being her breaking down crying you know I'll, get, I mean? I'll get that for you thank you thank you because it was it was great and you know um then her next thing is she's like, I don't even like children. You know, she breaks down, which is a very real thing because ultimately you're in a PhD program. You go through it for anywhere from usually five, but it can be less depending on if you're like in the hard sciences, five to like sometimes like 10 years um, based on a whole lot of factors that that uh, change it that are not just like, oh, you're taking your time. Like no, you know, marriage, death, divorce, uh, advisors, money, all these different things, working full-time while you're doing it, all these things matter, right? They factor into how long it takes you to complete. And by the time you are actually doing your dissertation and you're far into it, sometimes you realize, I don't actually really care about this, or I'm really frustrated, or I cared, but I don't care anymore. So like, it was very real when she was like, I don't even like children. Like, you know, she probably, I don't know how she got into it, but she got into it, you know? Um, and then she, the kids, I think, see her crying. And so then they're like, hey, and it's the the, the crew, you know? Um, and so the note that I wrote was period. Um, if you wanted to video, because this is the paraphrase, if you wanted to videotape us so bad, why didn't you just ask us? And that is, uh, that's just the reality. You know what I mean? Like is, is often, if you just talk to your subjects, right? Whoever your research subjects are, they're down to do it. They just either want to be compensated or included or asked, you know? But if you're so busy being like, I'm a watch from the outside in, and which researchers often want to do, because they're like, well, I don't want me as a researcher to impact it. But if you're education researcher, for example, the second you're in that classroom, you're impacting it. You don't have to say anything just by being there, right? And taking notes or even just watching and then you take notes later, you're always impacting it. So there's this idea in research and it's a very white idea that like you can enter into a place, right? You can go somewhere and you can interpret what they're doing and not impact it at all, right? Just because like you didn't you didn't actually take any action. You always impact it. You always, always, always do. Um, and it's there's levels to which you can impact it right but um yeah so she's (laughs) you know the kids just say like if you wanted to videotape us so bad why didn't you just ask us and and uh so then that's what happens um she videotapes them and it's cute um and then we get into another montage but before we get to that montage did you have thoughts about her breaking down and the grad students leaving Actually, I just thought of another reference um, to you. You're saying how, you know, this belief of going into something and not actually taking it. Well, there's this episode of um, Stargate SG-1 where they always send a, what do you call it? A UAV, those uh, little drones mm-hmm. through the Stargate to explore a new planet. And uh, they did that. And in this episode, that planet was filled with a bunch of like 
computers and machines and all the radio signals from the UAV literally destroyed their entire civilization. <laughs> so they come back through the Stargate and try and like attack again um, by going into the computers and controlling the Stargate and stuff like that. But I always thought the episode was fucking hilarious because all they did <laughs> It's just, it's over the Stargate. We're like, all right, let's just send this fucking drone through. Everything will be fine. It's not like anyone's going to notice. <laughs> A mess. A mess. Stargate Space Gaze 1. You got to love it. You got to love it. What's the SG stand for? SG? Yeah, Stargate SG 1. Is it Stargate Stargate? <laughs> no, 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 no. Stargate is, is big. the name. Yeah, and then SG 1 is. um. Oh fuck. No, I'm a Stargate fan. I should know this. Oh my god. It's, it's teams. It's the teams. It's different teams. Shame on so you. So SG1 is 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 the, the original one, and then they have a bunch of other teams. Shame on so you. So I, I think it's just Stargate teams. And the people you come from, the people Star, who Stargate come from team you, one. Shame. <laughs> shame. <laughs> no. I'm not Cersei. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then there's a there's a little montage, and one of the things I wrote it, it I wrote is not it breaking down because Mikey's on it with two kids. He's on like a. Uh, it was a monkey bar thing, right? Like a monkey bar or thing. Pull, pull up bar. What do you call it? Oh no, something. Gymnast one, bar. I don't. I don't something. That thing fell. Well, it broke. It broke. Yeah. And I was like, it was only three kids. And we would do that all the time as kids. Like, and you'd be on top of it. Those things are made out of like metal, like, mm-hmm. or at least they were when we were kids. So as this was, you know, on. So I was like, I was like, the fat phobia jumped out because it's three kids. And yeah, one's big, but like he wasn't that big that he gonna break it. And they laughed. It was cute or whatever, you know. But um, so that happened, you know, and then they're swinging and they're doing other stuff. Um and then when did we get to the kindergartners? Was it also, oh, it was, oh, because in the Gretchen. montage, yeah. Gretchen, she goes and she gives them like candy. Like this is what I was talking about earlier where she pours out the candy and it's unwrapped, right? And then they come out this gate and this is what fucked me up because I, I wrote, why are the kindergartners candy hungry indigenous caricatures? Because like they, it, it wasn't just that they were like tribal. They had like feathers in their head and like paint on, you know? So like it was clear they were supposed to be like, uh, oh, yeah. you know like native they were supposed to be indigenous they were supposed to be Indians as, as you know American Indian um, and I was like this is I get why they like made I, I get the idea right uh, but like god damn like you, it's just wild that you can't you can't watch shit you know what I mean you can't read shit you can't turn anywhere without some group you either belong to or you uh respect right being like fucked over right like luckily there's a black character in the show and and he is an athlete but like for the most part i don't remember him being super problematic or anything you know like i I don't don't remember well i mean obviously i was a kid but yeah but i don't remember it being like i don't remember feeling super weird about it but i was like damn like these these because the thing is it's not just that they were they were dressed in this way and they also you know they're shirtless or whatever uh i don't think they're wearing shoes it's also that the idea is they're savages right you know like they just they're they're candy hungry in this case but it could be whatever and they're just they're uncontrollable so i was like damn like because up until then for the most part all of the stuff in the episode i was like cool cool and then it got there and i was like it it 
it deflated me a little bit. Um, but I mean, there is a whole ass episode where uh, Gus, what's the kid's the, name? Gus with the glasses, the nerdy one. No, not the nerdy one. Sorry, the one with the jacket that's always in the oh, hat. TJ. TJ. He gets uh, captured by the kindergartners and he actually like ends up thinking he's one of them at one point and they have to like decommit uh decommission what is it the word de um decondition uh (laughs) they had a deep condition condition his hair because you know it was it was dead ends split ends i mean Um, yeah totally anyway he he just thought he was a i mean it's a trope it's a yeah, TV yeah, trope, yeah. but the, there's an episode with the whole with all the kindergartners. See, the more I watch and talk about, it, the more I remember stuff that mm-hmm. I, I watched. Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't, I remember liking Recess, but I don't remember. I remember, I don't remember specific episodes. I remember like the Ashleys as a as a group. You know, I remember, I remember Spinelli being an Ashley, but not wanting to be a part of the Ash. I remember little things and little bits from episodes, but not a lot. So, um, it's cool that you remember. Um, so yeah, then she goes back to her office at this point, which that's when I wrote my note about it being a glorified broom closet. It's a janitor's closet. And she Can we talk them, about the, the the label on the door? Can we talk about that? Let's talk about it. It says janitor, but she has like a little piece of tape mm-hmm. that has her name on it. Yes. And it's like peeling off. Yes. <laughs> and it looks like it was written in crayon, quite honestly, but I think it was like marker or something um and which also very much researcher as researchers you know uh in her case she's a doctor already she's a professor so it's it's supposed to be better when you're at that point but as a graduate student you're not given great facilities you're not given great access you are broke you know um there is the privilege right that you're gaining of of for some of us uh many people already have their parents already have advanced degrees or whatever but for those of us who like are the first in our family to go to college um and then the first to go to grad school you know you move up in rank so there's class privilege but i don't yet have the money privilege that comes with that you know uh and so you know i see that with this where she's in this like glorified broom closet and then she's talking to the kids and they're like okay cool you know that you interviewed us so and i've really related to this she's like okay so when is it going to be ready and she said it'll be ready by november and they're like november and she's like of next year and like next year and i i've done interviews already for my dissertation i started in march and i told people i'd get back to them in a few weeks like with the transcript of their interview but between the dissertation work just trying to have a life i have not transcribed those interviews you know what i mean or not all of them yet so it is uh i really understand and not only just like life but also the process takes a, a long time like so for her to be like it'll be ready in november what i was telling my research participants is yeah i'll have the transcripts to you sooner rather than later but any publication you likely won't see for a year because like i have to do so many other things then i got to sit down and write it and then i got to defend it and all these things so i was like you're not going to see it for a long time so when she said it'll be ready by november of next year i was like girl i feel you um (laughs) i really really do and then this gets to the point ashley summary where um they they uh, scheme together and they're like, oh my God, they, they want to see, right? They were a part of it. So they want to see. And they're like, well, she said she had to present on it tomorrow, right? So that means she has to have something complete. So then they, I guess, break into the office. Not really break in. I think the door is kind of open. I forget. Did they break in? Oh, they broke in. Um, I was muted. Yeah, they broke in. Um, Spinelli makes an, uh, a note that her cousin taught her how to pick a lock. 
<laughs> oh yes oh yeah well and that, which is so interesting because the italians italians for years before they were white uh were seen as like ethnic right like they weren't you know they weren't the same as black people or indigenous people or whatever but before certain certain racial uh and ethnic groups got considered white italians were one of those ones who were seen as uh, uh the other the other yeah and one and spinelli is an italian and so she says like i learned it from my uncle whoever so there's this idea that she's kind of seedy right uh -huh. she's an italian so it's it's so interesting how white people do each other you know i mean, I mean everyone but including themselves like i'm like damn y'all dirty <laughs> like you know you really and they're just trying so hard to climb up each other to get to the top it's like a bunch of ants in like an anthill that's getting flooded they're just climbing all over each other just saying fuck yeah. you yeah 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 i don't know where i came up with that but it seems apt it feels apt um so then they go in and then they see and and she does this like sensationalism you know which also researchers can do you know um where it's like the have you ever heard the trope of um the welfare queen ashley yeah. Sorry, do you not know who my who my goddess is? Yes. All yes. right, my so, hopefully future wife is. I mean, are you kidding? Yes, yes. Uh, I think we reference her, if not every episode, every other episode, because we both listen. Ashley introduced me to Lacey Mosley, the scam goddess, which honestly, shout out to her because she she gets jobs. You know, a lot of actors don't book work like that's just the reality most actors don't book work only a few do there's only so many jobs only so many that are good she consistently books work you know she got the like george lopez reboot you know she was on iCarly she was on black black lady show. show yeah um and and when i saw her years ago she was doing upright citizens brigade and and had had some show some i think like a beach show or something you know um like smaller like but she's getting big network stuff like she's she's well known and the fact that she continues her podcast along with that you know is is great because she could have got to a point where she was like nah, i'm, I'm good right or it's only going to be on stitcher premium so that was another source of uh revenue you know or only another source so shout out to her for for still doing the podcast because i enjoy it um, oh man it's great but the welfare queen, the reason I brought that up is because the idea of the welfare queen, the idea of this black woman who's popping out babies so that she can get more money, which is fucking wild. Can you imagine? Like, that's really like, can you imagine like there's millions of black women who are getting knocked up, right? Doing that to their bodies for 10 months, right? Like from gestation, you know, not just nine months, 10 months. Also, you could get some government cheese. You know what I mean? And get looked at shitty and have to wait in line. And and this is before EBT was like, you could have a card. You know what I mean? Like this was like back when food stamps were were, were just actual a very different. Stamps, yeah. yeah, actual stamps. And also seen, they had such a heavy, um, now people will brag about being on food stamps. You know what I mean? Um, that, that time it was such a- There's a stigma attached to it. Right? Yes, such a strong stigma. And of course there still is, but it was so, so much stronger then. So I bring up the welfare queen because that came out of the Moynihan report. In the Moynihan report, he was a sociologist, um, Patrick, I believe, Moynihan. Uh, and he wrote this report and basically was like, yeah, Black women are doing this, this, and this. And so that fed into this idea that Black women ain't shit, Black women are welfare queens, all this. And so the reason I bring it up is because she's sensationalizing recess. She's like, you know, at the end of it, she says, do, do today's kids have time for recess? 
you be the judge yeah you know which was very uh it was very much uh military you know like um recruiting but also very much like uh only you can stop forest fires you know so she's saying um recess is dangerous it is a time that like and she she uses she if i recall exaggerates the numbers too and that's the thing that researchers will do um and not always the researcher themselves but whoever's trying to make their point um a politician a company a think tank where they will grab a statistic and be like yeah 74 percent of this this and that to scare it's 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 fear-mongering right right exactly. um, and so she's like yeah they spend this much time in school and this much time in recess are they learning you know and so she's standing in for that like uh, conservative parent researcher government body that's like take away kids recesses they don't need that take away sports take away arts they don't need that all these things so I think the thing to your point about the writing on the show and about the themes it's done very well um, and obviously I feel I relate to this because I see all this but also because like you know what I mean like it's a real ass thing and so they anyway now they see the tape and they're like what the fuck and so then they come up with, they don't say what the fuck <laughs> um but then they come up with the idea that's of, why it got canceled because Gretchen said what the fuck <laughs> Unbeeped. Yes. I wonder if Gretchen and uh, Ginger are, are in the same family tree as told by Ginger. Oh, I forgot. Probably about not. Um, they yeah. weren't at all like, well, who knows? Maybe they're second cousins twice removed. I, I, I still don't know. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means to be removed. I think it's by divorce. I don't know. I think it's by divorce or marriage. Because otherwise, I want to say we've asked this before. We did, and neither of us looked it up. And I don't know that I'm going to look it up. I'm going to write it down so we'll look it up. So then we'll never bring it up again, unless I do, because I'm (laughs) smart, because then I'll know. So, yeah. So then the kids, they now we have another montage of them going out and filming themselves. It's really cute. I was like, these are some big ass, because at that time, again, they're heavy. So I'm like, these kids, that probably weighs a third of them. You know what I mean? Like the the camera. Um, And Gretchen at one point has a line she's like uh she's like being cautious but then she's like should we upgrade it to i think half inch or to vhs you know oh um, no um uh three quarter inch or v, uh vhs there we go there we go yeah she was like uh this is incredibly irresponsible we shouldn't do it and three quarter inch or vhs yes <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so they shoot their own footage and, you know, they have fun. It's a key. Um, and then we get back. And they edit. They edit it. Anthony, That's editing actually back then? A skill. A skill. I mean, even when I had to take multimedia class in 2004 or something. Yeah. Even then it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because it wasn't I, digital yet. I wrote, these are some sophisticated kids able to shoot and edit their own footage, right? Yeah. Um, and at one point, Gretchen gets really excited. She's like, oh, yeah. And then she like- She's like, Yeah. Um, but it's really great. And also, I like that because it does speak to the fact that we be thinking we know everything, but the younger generations always know technology better than us because um, they're digital natives and all that, right? But it's cool. Uh, it speaks to the-, the um, how capable kids really are, right? Like the line about like, just ask us, we'll talk to you. And then in this case, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So then, uh, then they, sh they shoot their footage, they edit their footage, and then the head of the department and the head of her department, like another doctor, a uh, woman doctor, and then the superintendent who's a man, they were like into each other. Like they had some past. Um, yeah, like, they, they kind of put that in there and then they never touched it again, which I love. Yes. Because they were just like, it's like these, uh, it's like one of those situations where this person went off and got married and then all of a sudden they divorced and then it's like, oh, something could happen there. Yeah, yeah. So then they all pack into this little broom closet uh, to to watch it. Um, and oh, actually, it wasn't that little. It just yeah, was it shabby. Was, yeah. It was actually fairly. It was it was sized very well, actually. For I've been in uh, changed in broom closets and been in a lot of them. Um, they are not. They'd be small. No, a broom. Um, an actual broom closet is a closet. Yeah, that was no, like was, an office, like a, yeah. a jan like a tiny little office. Yes, yes. Um, so then they they do it, and I wrote um, their storyboard is fantastic because they really like it's so it's the beginning of her stuff where she's like kids spend this much time and da da da, da and then it cuts in their footage, which I thought was really cute, and you could probably speak to this better than I can because it would be like footage of them and then some footage like. Uh, they grab some other footage, archival footage, you know what I mean? Um, which again, sophistication. Um, they grab some archival footage of like war tanks or something. So instead of when Gretchen uh, got attacked by the kids, the kindergartners, instead she was being attacked maybe by like tanks. I don't remember. Like it was like a different, and so she's running and then there's something else. I think I they had a, like a speeding train or something like that. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like Local speeding motor. train. There was, yeah. There's there one where they're, they're, uh, kids are taught to steal balls. And then they cut to one where Spinelli and uh, I forgot the other kid are running from a bank. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and that was the funny thing is they're playing like it was innocent. They're playing like basketball or dodgeball or something like Vince, um, the black kid. And I think Spinelli, they're playing it. It was cute. You know, like they're passing and, and what you do in basketball is you steal. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then for her, she she swapped it. And now she's like, yeah, they learn how to steal. Um, so then they're like, well, shit, you're going to do that to us. And so they swapped it again with them stealing from banks and stuff. But what I really loved was that uh, Prickly, uh, Mr. Prickly, he they replaced him with like oinks and like other animal noises <laughs> and then and then the 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 dude um the superintendent he says he says that's the most sense you've made in years <laughs> and he's mad because he's like my part's coming up my part's coming up and then his part is him and in the past he'd said something about how like kids don't need recess and, no here's um, the thing they, here's i wrote it down because i thought it was hilarious that they won't learn how to participate in the global economy. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and TJ has a line later where he says like, later earlier, I actually don't remember the timeline on this, but he says like, yeah, we want to learn how to become good adults, but we're only kids for so long. So let's let, let us have our fun. I think yeah. it might've been in the video. No, it was in the video for sure. Yeah. And then the woman, his, her chair, um, chair of the department says, which is funny because I'm like, damn, well, how she get hired? But the chair of the department says, all this time, I thought you were a pompous idiot. <laughs> because she's Wait, so impressed. Oh, yeah, I did write that down. <laughs> she's so impressed by, by Dr. Q's work, you know? Um, and, and so she actually got helped out by the kids. And then as they're leaving, um, and this is my last note, so you could, you know, you may have others, but as they're leaving at some point, 
the principal says something and then the superintendent says, shut up prickly <laughs> oh yeah i caught that one too <laughs> which you know i i don't like uh i don't like punching down so superintendent punching down to their principal i don't love but the principal's annoying so like you know and it's a cartoon so i i supported it um but yeah it was really it was really cute i i don't know i feel like it's got to be a reference to something kids in the mist i don't know if like maybe gorillas in the mist oh yeah, right. That's all. That that's a song. That is a song, right? That is that what it's a reference to? Like a boom, shuck and like a boom. That song. Oh, it was in Grand Theft Auto Three. No, sorry, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That's the oh. only reason why I know it. <laughs> wow, but it wow. is definitely a song. Yeah. Um, we didn't reference very many memes in this episode, but there is one. I just deleted TikTok off my phone, and I'll probably download it again in a few days. But there was one a few weeks ago and it was you know it's the cycle um but there was one a few weeks ago and it was like someone would be like oh i slept in until 9 a.m this morning and then the audio is you crazy girl you crazy crazy girl <laughs> and i don't know what just made me think of that but but i think i think when you did the 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 song i was like you crazy girl. i don't remember all the lyrics otherwise i would but you remember the song and I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I loved Grand Theft Audio um, and I liked Grand Theft Auto 3 uh, and San Andreas, but I don't remember a lot of the songs. Um, that introduced a lot of, a lot of us to a lot of older music. I mean, we already listened to oldies in the house and I think a lot of black and probably brown families did, but I think it also introduces to, to different eras of, of music. Well, you know, uh, what's funny is Grand Theft Auto 3 was, um, was a present day one, mm-hmm, but Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto Vice City, yes, was in the seventies. Uh, yeah. So it had all those that that music in there, which was that had a great soundtrack as well. And then yeah. San Andreas, you know, obviously is just in the nineties. Yeah. With um, in uh, Los Santos, not mm-hmm. LA. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Those oh, are how interesting. Because Los Angeles is the angels, and so instead they said it in the saints. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Which is funny because uh, I'm sorry, I'm going down to nerd trend. Um, saints Row, the original, was just basically a parody of Grand Theft Auto, uh, but they called it Saints Row, and it's Los Santos. Uh, <laughs> uh, they they did a lot of they took a lot of stuff from Grand Theft Auto, and then it was a good game so that's why they kept making more and more and more and then it became its own thing obviously yeah Um, i was i was in in la um the one of the last times i was there the the boys i was like working in a juvenile hall and the boys were playing grand theft uh auto and i don't know what number they're on um and i don't actually know if they're probably five and i was like I remember it being violent as a kid, but like, I was like, this is some violent ass shit. Like as an adult, just watching them play. Because like the the, the missions in itself don't are, I mean, they're violent, but they don't have to be. But often what you do is you, it's a free world. So then you go up to somebody, you punch them and then you take the car, right? And then you you hit like a sex worker and they, like, you know what I mean? That's what you, 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 you do this shit. And then you run away from the cops. And, and I was like, this is some violent ass shit. Um, and it's I not did, the most. Obviously. I did all the kind of violent shit when I was a kid. We all, we all did. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, so it's just, it was watching them play it because it was juvenile hall, right? So they were, oh. the boys I was working with were between 14 and 18. Um, and I just was like, 
oh, like I, I was like, I get why you wouldn't want your kids to play this. Like in our case, you know, like we were at home. And so as long as like we were at home or we were with friends, you know, our parents trusted, like it was fine. Um, so that's why we could get away with playing like that or Diablo or something, you know, it was violent. And there's nothing even like that terrible, like terribly violent about Diablo, honestly. No, but it's a fucking, it's the devil on, on the cover, you know, um, so that that scares a lot of people you know a lot of i mean no i know i tommy wasn't mom had a hard time i think letting uh tommy play diablo for i mean like eventually obviously we all were able to play it but i think at first it gave her pause yeah (laughs) yeah but the a lot of our peers who grew up in the church like we didn't uh they couldn't even watch or read harry potter because like it was you know it was witchcraft witchcraft. you know which is funny because we come from traditions of witchcraft and you know and sorcery and a lot of other things like um depending on how you want to categorize it but voodoo voodoo you know hoodoo all these things but they're seen as separate from you know christianity but like christianity and a lot of these religions are as as black people practice it have these other things entrenched in them anyways but if it's seen as magic if it's seen as something else then it's like oh that's that devil shit mm, um mm. so yeah uh shout out to diablo 2 i spent many many hours on that game never played diablo i don't think i ever played diablo you were you ever really into dungeon crawlers though not really. No, I mean, I played, I did, I definitely played Diablo 2, just not as much as you guys. Yeah. Uh, we played. And I also, I also ended up getting Diablo 3. Didn't really like it all that much. But the original Diablo, I don't think I ever touched. Wait, you got the, like, Diablo 3 on the Switch? Or, like, Diablo 3? No, when it first came out, when it first, oh, first, okay. first came out, I was in culinary school. Because oh, I yeah, remember. I I remember I picked, I, I pre-ordered it, I picked it up, uh, and had the same problem everybody had. The servers were down. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so pissed. And if I recall, in the recent years, Blizzard has been called out for, like, shitty labor practices and or shitty, like, gender racial practices. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised most of these gaming companies, they're toxic as fuck. But yeah, I remember Blizzard in recent years i think getting called out for some 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 of that um yeah Yeah, it's definitely not surprising at all no in the slightest no um yeah shout out to diablo 2 shout out to uh grand theft auto yep saints Uh, row its name its name is literally grand theft auto (laughs) that's not i believe that's a felony um, but I yeah, don't know for that sure. Is, yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting that it's Grand Theft Auto and not Grand Grand Auto Theft, but it's because it's Grand Theft and then the type of Grand Theft is auto. It could yeah. be a different type of Grand Theft. Yeah, because the um, original Grand Theft Auto was a top-down game. Mm. And it was also incredibly violent. And really hard to play because you're driving a car and it's just top down. And I think it's like tank controls. Oh, um, yeah. So it's like really hard to like drive and stuff. I used to die a lot when I was trying to play those games. Yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't know if I ever went back and played. I did play Diablo 1. But oh, you Diablo did play? One, yeah, but Diablo 1 was not as fun as Diablo 2. Oh, okay. Um, but it was the OG. I mean, we wouldn't have had two if we didn't have one um really is that how it works 
Girl. <laughs> Let me process out loud. Um, okay, so I enjoyed Recess. Um, something else I'm enjoying lately is uh, P-Valley on Stars. I told Ashley she should watch it, but also if you're listening and you haven't watched it, you should watch it. In the most recent episode, season two, episode four, they included Hazel London and her friend. Um, what? Very briefly, um, because it's at a strip club called The Pink. P-Y-N-K. And so they're they're like, if you can't go to the pink, where the hell could you go? Like it's like it's great. It's a new segment too. It, it's just really quick. Um, so it doesn't feel too like cheesy. Like, yeah. you, know, like you wouldn't you wouldn't you have to know the meme to to know it. Um and I feel like, you know, the thing is often uh these memes of usually black women, but not always. They became popular, but they don't actually make any like money off of it or they don't get anything from it. So I'm I'm hoping, I imagine they got paid for that appearance. So that's cute. We like that. You know, it's like cool that people have dressed up for them as Halloween and stuff, but like there's a lot of us who out who are out here quoting things like that. Less so Hazel London. Hazel London um and Bella Noches, I think that's more of like a more insular black community one. Certain other ones like on fleek became they that got pounced upon by like non-black and white people as did other things so uh those ones i especially want them to have their paycheck but you know if anybody could get a paycheck let's get it M- money's about free it. i'm know? about it i love it um but yeah that was uh i'm enjoying p valley uh i enjoyed recess um thank you for your patience ashley uh as we both got it together. Um, and I can't guarantee listeners when you'll get another episode. I don't know that it'll be in another two weeks. We'll see. Life is life is life in. Um, but uh, I would it me and Ashley, again, the we the reason we created this is to hang out. And because we haven't been doing this, we haven't been hanging out as much. Um, but I did actually get to see Ashley recently because she watched Apple. Um, and that was really nice. The drive from Oakland to Sacramento is uh, long, but um, it's nice to, and vice versa, but it's nice to to go out there, see Cookie, see Marshmallow, for you to see Apple. She loves you. So. I love yeah, that it's doggy. It's I cute. love that. My little, my baby Apple. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh, if you have thoughts, email them to ondpodcast at gmail.com. Um, Khadijah had suggested something to us to watch. I forget what it was, but I know it's in our text, so we could talk about that later. Um, she had a show suggestion. I don't know if you remember. I remember um, you sending me the text, but I cannot remember what the show was. Yeah, she is a master, master charcuterie board um uh, curator, uh, put her together. Or, um, that is one of the bougiest, but not uh, uppity Black women I know. She's great. Khadija, shout out to Khadija Means. She also does DEI, um, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So if you need her, I think it's KhadijaMeansConsulting.com. I didn't plan this, uh, so I don't, but she's dope. She's dope. Um, I've, known her, I've known her since she was in high school. Um, She's like 24, 25. I don't know. She's younger than me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, you may have met her. I don't know. But I've talked about her before. She's great. Mm. She's good people. And she's listened to us. She likes Old and Dusty. So whenever you listen to this episode, Khadija, uh, we love you. Um, Chris, we love you. Um, we do. Rob, we love you. Uh, and those are the people who I know listen to it more consistently. Some other people occasionally drop in, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully we can, hopefully 
uh, Lorenzo will listen at some point. Um, has he? He listened to one episode? I don't think he has. Okay. Um, um, well, should I do closing yeah, thoughts? Closing that's, thoughts. That's, that's all I have. Um, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so so Recess um, isn't really a cartoon that I remember watching a lot, but I do remember enjoying it. I, I remember it fondly. Um, it's funny, usually with a cartoon, I kind of remember which point in my life I was, like as a kid. But in this particular case, I can't really place it. I do know that I, I recall watching this with uh, our brother, uh, Tommy, a lot. Um, which maybe is why I, it sticks out in my memory. But uh, what I will say though is um, uh, this, I think the show really does do a good job of, you know, uh, bringing up, you know, certain, like, you know, like the national anthem being like, mm -hmm. who cares? Or in this case, um, you know, recess is important. Kids know better in this case, right? Uh, the episode that I wanted us to watch was there's an episode where um, they decide to uh, get rid of recess. There's no more recess. And what ends up happening is the kids are like sleep deprived and like super like zombies and stuff like that. And they have these research scientists come in and they're like, wait, we need to give them time outside, you know, so they can recuperate, so they can be gooder, uh, gooder, ha <laughs> ha. They become better um, students, right? And then they're like, okay, so we have this new thing. It's called Recus. <laughs> <laughs> and for now on, it's, Recess is called Recus. Um, yeah, for some reason, IMDb gave me the wrong description or some shit, but it's okay. I mean, I like this episode anyway. Um, so yeah, Recess, cool. I liked it. That disclaimer they did, I thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm kind of curious now what other shows are going to put that on. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, depending on what shows we decide to watch. And uh, lastly, um, we just mentioned Lorenzo. He's my best, 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 best friend. He's been there for me for 15 years. That's half my fucking life. And I just want to give a shout out to him because uh, his birthday was on Saturday. And he wanted to go to the beach and so what he did is i drove out there to meet with him he put gas in my car and then he drove all the way to the beach and bought me snacks and we just chilled at the beach for hours you know mm -hmm. and then we drove back went to napa ate at this place he paid Hold on, I didn't want to say anything, but that man is, that dog is struggling in the back. It's hilarious. It's the end, so don't cut it. I just wanted to note that he is struggling. And also a side note for this historical moment, gas is literally between about 6.09 and about uh, 6.69 most of the time. Um, so yeah. that's, a, that's, that's a, we love that, that Lorenzo has your back like that. Yeah, so basically, Basically, he wanted to spend his birthday uh, with me, right? And he paid for everything. He bankrolled everything. That's his birthday, you know? Yeah. So um, just shout outs to him for just being a really good friend. Because, I mean, it, it made me feel better. Like I said, you know, we've all been, both of us have been having a hard time. Yeah. Uh, and 
for me, uh, I guess and I'm a double Pisces cancer rising being by the water makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was a good moment for, for the both of us, I think. Um, and with that, I will go ahead and say thank you all for listening. Anthony gave you all the social media deets in our email and all that good stuff. Um, we don't know when we'll have another episode, but I mean, I don't know. Personally, I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at some point in the future. Bye. Happy Reckus. Like we gonna have a good time here? No.